time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time, your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Dear listener, you can stop waiting. You can stop waiting today. You can stop waiting for others to choose you, for others to change. You can stop waiting for someone or something to save you, to make your day. You can stop waiting for a beautiful ring or some kind of, you know, special gift. You can stop waiting for a special trip somewhere that you really want to go. You can stop waiting for a dream home, the dream of a home, dreams, any of the dreams. You can stop waiting. You can stop waiting and you can start making plans. You can start making peace. You can start building trust. Start making love. Start saying yes. What are you waiting for? You might be really embracing your life. You might be doing quite a lot of things and saying like, I'm not waiting for anybody. I'm doing what I want to do. And are there some things, some things that you have in reserve for someone else, for something else to deliver it to you, to give you some kind of permission to make it count? I want you to look at these places and really question where you're waiting, where you're waiting for something outside of you to grant you something that you really, really want in this life for yourself. You know, when I was young and younger and thinking about getting married to myself, I was, you know, I mean, I was in my early 20s. And I was looking around at like, you know, this, this love story or these love stories that I wanted to create, I wanted to experience. There's nothing wrong with wanting to experience beautiful love stories. There's nothing wrong with wanting to meet someone and have a fulfilling short-term, long-term, lifelong partnership. It's not an either-or thing. But what I realized, I was listening to, um, I believe I was listening to Dan Savage, his podcast, or no, I couldn't have been. It was, because <laughs> it didn't exist. I was, uh, I was reading um, his column in the paper, the actual printed paper. And um, it was like, you're, no one's guaranteed a soulmate. It was this very tough love thing. It's like, no, not everybody's getting them handed out to them. Some people go their whole lives without that kind of relationship, without that feeling like they've met, quote unquote, the one. And I, he wasn't speaking to me, I hadn't written into him, but I was thinking about it and I was like, 
I mean, I knew that on some level, but I never questioned it. And I never questioned what I was waiting for, what I was putting off because I wanted that thing. And what if, what if that thing never happened? (laughs) You know, you might think that this is like a negative question, right? And I'm a big fan of asking the right questions, asking questions like your mind is a web search, you know, it'll find answers for what you ask. So if you ask why you're horrible and will never find love, you'll come up with answers. And if you ask for reasons why you should have hope and believe in wonderful things happening, you'll find answers and proof for that as well, right? So this may sound like a negative question, but it was a really important question because it was challenging the love within me. What if that never happened? What if I didn't find one soulmate? What if it didn't work? What if my story didn't work the way I was fantasizing it would be? And what was I waiting for in the meantime? So, you know, I was, you know, just maybe still in college or maybe just out of college and looking at this, you know, what I hoped and prayed would be a nice long life ahead of me. And I thought to myself, if it didn't happen... I would spend my whole life waiting. That was the answer. If I was just going to keep going the way I was going, I would have just been waiting. I didn't mean I wouldn't have had a wonderful time. Doesn't mean I wouldn't have had great friends, maybe a home, maybe some lovers, maybe some trips. It might have been wonderful. And there would have been this little part of me just waiting, waiting, saving certain things for when that person or that relationship came around. And now you might be thinking about yourself and it might not be the fantasy of the soulmate. It might be the dream job, the purpose, the money, some windfall inheritance lottery, something that's going to come in and save you from where you are. Okay. So I asked myself this kind of bold question. What if I never find it? And I realized that I would have spent my life waiting. I would be you know, 90 something years old and being like, God, what would I, what would that woman wish she had done instead of waiting? And what if I could just do all the things I wanted to do now? And how would my life change course if I decided to stop waiting and start making plans? Where would I end up? Also, who would I meet? Right? Now, that's always the tricky thing with self-marriage, right? You don't want to do it as a manipulation tactic for the universe. Like, hey, universe, look at me. I'm going to marry myself. Totally okay with it. So now you should send me my soulmate, right? Like, it reminds me of um, the um, uh, around the same time having friends who, you know, smoked cigarettes and we'd be waiting for a bus and they would they would, uh, maybe you did this, but um, I wasn't a smoker, but they said they could always make the bus come because you light a cigarette. As soon as you light your cigarette, the bus comes, they said. And it's sort of similar, like if you're already in a relationship, suddenly everybody wants to date you. If you already have a great job, you get job offers, right? It's that idea. So you don't want to be like manipulating (laughs) the universe in this phony way. I mean, that's a terrible thing to do to yourself, right? I mean, you're going to know you're being used, (laughs) Right? Like, look at this. Totally fine. Married myself. Now send me my prize, you know, like, so that's not where this is coming from. And at the same time, it is true 
that when you just start making plans, you just start having fun, you start building the dream and moving in the direction towards it, is it easier to buy a house with two people who, who both have incomes? Yeah, of course it is. But are you going to wait for that? Are you going to move into the direction to prepare yourself to perhaps do something on your own that you didn't think you could, right? Um, you know, we're always looking outside, right? Seeking. If you're a learner, you're a seeker. I love gathering knowledge. I love learning from other people. And I love, you know, teachers in the forms of books, people who are actually teaching me in real time and people I've never met and um, anything around me, right? There's teachers all around. And there is a point at which we can just spend too much time there seeking outside because we're also one of our greatest teachers. We know what's right for us, what's true for us. And we can assess this and we can learn from ourselves so that we're not always assuming the answer is out there. The dream is out there. The happiness is out there. The love is out there. We can feel love and feel loved without someone else granting us permission or telling us that we are worth loving. We can. There's a relationship. Obviously, there's a dance here. If you have memories of being loved, it does help you imagine and reimagine and recall those experiences, of course. And it's in you. You know, there's always partnerships. If you're single, right, you might be looking around at people in partnerships and think of all the ways that they have it easier and all the ways that their holidays are nicer and all the things that, you know, you really want and you don't have. And you look to them and you think, oh, God, you know, like, I really want that. Maybe it's kind of sad sometimes. And if you are in a relationship, you might also look at the people who are single, whether they're dating or not. Maybe they're dating, getting a lot of action, and that's interesting. Or maybe they're just living their lives, getting up when they want to get up, only doing their own dishes, um, <laughs> you know, um, not having to argue and have the same fight over and over again. You know, maybe there's some peace, some freedom. Maybe their homes are decorated just the way they want it to or not decorated at all because they don't give a shit about that and they don't have to make those compromises. I think this time of um, the multiple lockdowns we've been under and especially with the isolation, there's been challenges for everyone, challenges for couples, for families being in close quarters and for those of us who have lived alone, the isolation being like, really magnified, really amplified. But what's so funny is I've spoken with and I've experienced both. And um, it really looks, there's, there's always that whole grass is greener thing of like, God, I just wish I had my own <laughs> apartment to just watch the movie I want to watch and just sit down and not talk to anybody and just cry or eat what I want to eat or just do what I want to do or have my zoom meetings and not have to like coordinate it with a whole bunch of people and sound and all that kind of stuff. It's like, it just feels like freedom to have some time to yourself, right? Especially if you're a parent, I mean, to just have a long bath, <laughs> not have to feed other people, right? And then there's, you know, 
the people who are living alone and it's just like the company, having someone to have dinner with, having someone to laugh with. You know, it's, it's very easy to imagine on both sides um, how that might be better. And yet, I haven't really heard anyone actually want to trade. Like there's, <laughs> there's that whole grass is greener for a moment, but at the end of the day, um, in my experience anyway, I haven't really heard anyone who would really give up what they have. So um, anyway, so regardless of where you are in that or how you're feeling, and I'm sure that those feelings aren't constant. It might be a twinge, just a moment where you just want, you know, the company or the alone time. So give yourself a lot of compassion for any, <laughs> anywhere that you are in that, any of the challenges that you have faced or are still facing, you know, and it's a reminder too that like when we're waiting for that other half, that magic relationship that, you know, we that we think will, the soulmate that we think will solve all the problems, it's not a guarantee that what you're imagining will happen, right? Because I'm sure all like the couples <laughs> that are living together at some point, many of them dreamed of a certain kind of relationship. And maybe you're one of these people and then you get in there and, you know, it's not quite what you thought. It isn't solving all your problems. It's introducing new challenges, new opportunities for growth. It's not good. It's not bad, but it's different from what you imagined. And it didn't give you the things, all the things that maybe you expected it to. You can still give yourself those things. You can stop waiting, whether you're single or whether you're in a relationship. You can stop waiting for someone else to grant you the experiences you want to have. Um, have you ever been lonely in like, I know maybe, you know, you've been lonely alone, but isn't there this special kind of loneliness when you're surrounded by other people? <laughs> I feel like my most challenging times of loneliness have been when I'm with either a small group or a large group of people and feeling really disconnected, really unseen. And almost like the proximity with other people, it feels like it just like really shines a light on how lonely I'm feeling. You know, have you ever felt that way in a relationship that feels distant? You know, this is another example of like the relationship itself isn't going to give you that feeling, that belonging, all those, whatever it is that you're waiting for. You can give it to yourself. You can start to build it. There's something kind of sad about it sometimes, depending on your circumstance. And there's also something incredibly liberating about it, right? That is one of the biggest benefits of self-marriage. It was one of my main motivators. <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't want to be waiting. It was like, I still hope I meet someone. I still hope I have love in my life. I would like a long, long-term, lifelong partnership. My parents have been married for over 50 years. So, you know, this was something that was part of my vision. And when I was, you know, in that, that kitchen reading that horoscope by Rob Bresney about marrying myself and, re and reading Dan Savage's uh, advice about, you know, soulmates aren't loot bags that everybody's getting handed out. Um, I was like, I don't want to spend my life waiting. You know, 
Another thing that um, I remember at the time was about, um, I don't know if it was like family, just older women in my life who were always making jokes about their appearance or just not wanting to be photographed and the kind of shame that they had around and the, the dislike that they had and discomfort in their own bodies. And I was, of course, young and so had all the, the privilege and, you know, of being in a young body. And um, it was easier. I mean, I, I didn't love my body either, <laughs> but it was easier for me to be able to do that than it was, say, you know, for someone who was 70, right? Um, and I remember thinking to myself, like, they just, the, the same people who had said, oh, I, I look terrible or I'm too old or I don't want to look at pictures of myself, they ended up looking at pictures of themselves from like just five years ago, 10 years ago, and talking about how young they looked. <laughs> and I was thinking, yeah, but five years, 10 years ago, you were saying all the same stuff about how, you know, you didn't want to be photographed, right? And I thought to my, and, I, and at that time too, I was struggling with, you know, how I looked and when I would be photographed and not feeling comfortable in my body. And I started to look again down the line of like, if I am blessed and fortunate to make it to 70 and beyond, um, do I want to live a life where I'm never photographed <laughs> or I'm never feeling okay? Or I'm never like, when is that body going to arrive where it's okay for me to smile and laugh and, you know, be hunched over and in a huge embrace with friends and allow that moment of joy to be photographed without feeling so awful about it. I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to wait till I met some kind of standard, uh, some kind of, you know, weight or shape or fitness visibility or whatever. I was like, what if I just felt good now? <laughs> what if I just got married now? What if I just decided to do that? What if I stopped waiting? You know, it doesn't mean that you're giving up. It means that you can take the focus off other people. You can still receive from other people, but you're taking the expectation and the focus away from others, away from outside sources, and you're just coming home, right? Just come home. You always have a place to start when you start with you from wherever you are. Is there something or maybe many things that you've been putting off, things that you're downplaying or doing mini versions of that you wouldn't do a mini version of if you, let's say, had that soulmate or had that relationship or whatever it is that you're waiting for. Maybe you don't even know. <laughs> you're listening, you're like, I don't know, am I? Am I waiting? I don't know. Beautiful. This is the place where you begin. You begin with asking the questions. What do I really want? What am I waiting for? You know, in, in September, the art of self-marriage will begin. And if you would love support, inspiration, and teaching on how you can marry yourself and how you can change your love life, from this day forward, this might just be the place. I have 20 years of experience in a happy, not all, sometimes rocky, but you know, 20 years of self-marriage experience and wisdom to share with you. 
You can be already in a partnership. You can be single. In fact, I will tell you, when I got engaged to myself, I was in that like, maybe I'll never find anyone. I'm just going to choose me. I'm just going to have, I'm going to do this. And of course, I met someone like a month later, right? That light a cigarette, the bus comes, (laughs) did happen. Um, And that relationship lasted uh, like a couple of years. But, you know, it was really interesting because I was like, okay, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to get engaged. And then, um, you know, there's that thing. There's that bus. There's that guy. There's that gal coming around and like, oh, maybe I don't need to marry myself anymore. It, the thought came very briefly, but very briefly. I flung it away and I was like, no, I'm doing this. This is not a replacement for that. I'm doing both. And it was so interesting and challenging. The beautiful thing is, it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. You can marry yourself anytime. You can have as long of an engagement period as you want. You can be putting yourself first. You can be your number one relationship, no matter how many other relationships you're in. No matter if you're going through a breakup or if you're planning a wedding to someone else at the same time. It's not an either or. It's absolutely a yes and. You know, and the reason why this program is a 12-month program is because you deserve that container to go through all the seasons, all the seasons of one engagement with you. Of course things are going to happen in that year. You bet. Because <laughs> you start doing this work, you start asking these questions. Um It's inevitable. Things are going to shake up. Things are going to be revealed. You're going to start feeling differently. You're going to start seeing things differently. You're going to be challenged differently. You're going to question your relationship to yourself. And as you build that relationship with yourself, it changes your relationship to everything. So if you're ready to stop waiting and you still have lots of time, marinate in this. I know it's a big commitment. I've made it. So (laughs) think about if you would love that experience for yourself this year, no matter what unpredictable things may come, knowing that you are saying yes to you, knowing that you are engaging in this relationship, knowing that, yeah, it'll be a little bumpy. It'll be a little strange. It'll be a little vulnerable. It'll be sexy. It'll be fun. It'll look different than you can imagine now because you will change and how you imagine will expand. It's going to be really wonderful. I hope that you'll join me. Head over to theartofselfmarriage.com. There is an application that you can fill out. It'll help you already start thinking, start feeling, start exploring what this means to you. It's going to be different for everyone. Thank you, as always, for listening, for sharing. I think the most meaningful thing to me is if you're sharing this podcast with your friends, with people who might like it, who might be interested or curious about their relationship with themselves. Um, That means the world to me. It's like such a high honor to be recommended and shared. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your reviews on iTunes and for subscribing. All of those little things. If you're a creator like me, you know, every little, every little like, every little subscribe, every little share, it really makes so much difference. You make a big difference to me. Thank you also, 
Allison at AllisonTar.com and Tech Coven on YouTube. Allison shared a uh, a great video about getting to getting reacquainted with your tarot decks or your oracle decks if you use those. Um, if you're a collector or if you just you know got one on a whim and then you haven't really returned, um, it's a really beautiful video about that you can kind of you know nudge up, <laughs> take your tarot deck out for coffee, just sit and shuffle them if you're not feeling up to anything else and that this connection counts. This connection um, is a really beautiful and intimate process. It's actually not unlike getting reacquainted with yourself. So head over to YouTube, Tech Coven, her channel, and watch that video if you're interested. And in the meantime, as always, you know, you are someone worth loving. It all starts with you. Take good care, and I'll talk to you soon.